You're listening to the Straight Shooting Radio Show on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the hosts of the show, Jason Selms and Mario Vladko. All right, guys, welcome back to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. Um, this probably show, I think, is going to be uh, back-to-back, Mario. Uh, we just did one at HuntFest. We did a straight shooting, and hopefully this settles down over the next probably month, the month of July, I think, Mars, because we've had lots to do. We've had lots in regards to these political party uh, episodes we've been doing. It's been very stressful, and I think I'm going to have most of July off. Uh, I'll be recording uh, lots of interviews throughout that July period, um, but I'm going to have the you know, that July off, guys, from actually releasing any shows. I'm just pretty much burnt out with these uh, uh, political podcasts, which I hope you've been enjoying, actually, and they've been pretty good. I've been getting lots of support from people, and uh, it's been going quite well. Mars, what do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. It has, Jason. Um, this is our pre-election show, so at the time that we're recording this, Jason. Um, uh, we've had the uh, the Sydney Shot Show just recently, um, just last, weekend. last weekend, which we attended, which was absolutely fantastic, and we'll talk a little bit about that later on. And uh, we decided to get together, eh, Jason, record uh, just a quick one-hour special, or try. we'll try to keep it around about one hour. <laughs> it never happens <laughs> It never sometimes, happens, eh? exactly. We always talk about a lot of other things. Uh, just uh, prior to the election uh, show, which I think is pretty important, because this is one of the most important elections ever, because we've got a very good chance, Jason, I think this year... Um, it's it's going to be a, a, a really good opportunity for the for the first ever uh, shooters, fishers, and farmers party federal uh, senate uh, member to be elected. Now, I've got a really good feeling about this, Jace, because um, uh, there's a lot of parties out there, especially the Liberal Party, that put the uh, the shooters, and fishers, and farmers uh, very high up on their preference list. And I've got some uh, photos from uh, my local area where it shows that the, uh, the SFF are number three. So um, that's Liberal Party, isn't it? Yes, preferencing for Liberal Liberal Party SF preferencing yes the SFF at number three. Uh, also, uh, Jason, the LDP uh, have preferenced the uh, Shooters, Fishers, and Farmers Party at number two, uh, which is not too bad. So the Shooters, Fishers, and Farmers Party have got a pretty good chance this year, I believe, of getting their very first uh, federal senator, uh, which will be fantastic for our shooters. The other fantastic thing would be, Jason, if we can get David Lineholm re-elected for the LDP. So that's, I mean, to me... I'd like to see all three of the current, uh, you know, people in Parliament. So Ricky Muir, David Lineholm, and, you know, Bob Day, at least, you know, get on with the business they were, you know... absolutely. They were voted in to do. That'd be be good. And then getting any more beyond that would be absolutely fantastic as well. Absolutely. And uh, and I I just want to urge everyone, this election, please don't sit back and... uh, you know, crack open a tinny and sit back on your lounge, get involved, help your program parties, whether you're an SFF supporter or an LDP supporter, or you want to support Ricky Muir or even Bob Day even. Get out there, uh, hand out flyers, get involved, participate, and that's the way uh, we're going to achieve things. And uh, it's very important, Jason, very important that we get these people re-elected and we hopefully get a few more pro-gun, uh, um, pro-gun senators in Parliament. Yeah, no, that'd be fantastic. I wanted to um, just clarify some things too. It seems, <laughs> it actually makes me laugh when I, I see people on the internet actually send me a lot of screenshots, a lot of articles, and there seems to be a, a, a few, or only one person in particular. There's people out there saying that somehow uh, the Liberal Democrats, because they run ads on this show, as you know, we've run a lot of sponsors, Liberal Democrats, Scary Sharp. Yep. 
Double S, Double A Sydney branch. I've got uh, Aussie Outdoor Gear. Red Fox. We've had Red Fox. I mean, we've got them all on this show. It's absolutely fantastic, and we do appreciate that. Seems some people out there are spreading a uh, mistruth about uh, the amount of money I'm getting from the Liberal Democrats. I don't know why. Uh, people are a little bit upset. And someone, I think the other day, Muzz, <laughs> it was quite <laughs> funny, said, um, I got, and for anyone that um, everyone pays the same. Uh, that wants to advertise on this show. My yep. yearly fee is $1,500, and that covers everyone for every show. Yep. Uh, so I gave the exact same offer to the Liberal Democrats, which I gave to Scary Sharp. $1,500, that covers them for every show uh, up until the election. Now, someone, all, all these screenshots I get the other day, people are saying, oh, Selms has been bought by the LDP. <laughs> and some people said, you know, I was getting $1,500 a month from the LDP. <laughs> and then I saw some guy last oh. week saying I was getting $2,000. $2,000, uh, yeah, yeah a week, per week a week from the something. LDP. Uh, again, yeah. I just want to say everybody pays the same here. But I just want to clarify one thing because it seems these people are actually trying to catch me out. Uh, and try and make me look funny, try and make me look bad. If someone was offering me $2,000, and if that was the LDP, or, or, any, anyone, else. or anyone else, I would gladly take the money. <laughs> Let me just be absolutely clear about that. In fact, Jason, we wish the rumours yeah, were true. <laughs> I, wish, I wish the rumours were true, because I'd be taking the $2,000 a week or the $1,500. If someone says, to, that, that says to me that someone really appreciates what I do, yep. sees the benefit, and sees that to them it's worth it to run ads on my show. If someone came to me tomorrow and said, Jason, I'm going to pay you $50,000 a year, and I agree with what they were doing, and they were pro-gun, pro-shooting, I take the money. And I, can I clarify grand. something I take too, the money. Jace? Can I clarify something too, yeah. Jace? There's just an allegation. Uh, people are spreading rumours on Facebook. They're saying that uh, they're paying cash for comment. Yeah, and uh, you know rubbish, they're yeah. paying this money to get favourable comments. I mean, what a load of rubbish! The only kind of money that Jason would ever accept is advertising money. Our comments are not for sale, and we made that abundantly clear many, many, many times. And yep. and you can cycle through back uh, prior shows. Myself and Jason have criticised everyone equally. Those who deserve it as well, and even Jason sits uh, on the Sydney branch of the Double S Double A. Yep. And uh, part of the deal for him sitting on the Sydney branch is the double SAA have absolutely no say in what Jason does with his show. The show is paramount. It is the number one yeah. thing. Our voices must remain independent for, yeah. for you guys to, to be able to take us seriously. And, and that in, includes everyone. And part of yeah. the thing too, Jason, that people don't realize that when we, um, when we offer advertising to someone or when someone wants to advertise with us, we make it absolutely clear to anyone that is advertising that our voices and our opinions are not for sale. And you may get a bad opinion for, of your product. Yeah. You may get a bad opinion of your political party or your business. Or organization, for organization. example. And, and that, is, that is not up for debate. That is not up for sale. That is not up for purchase or negotiation in any way whatsoever. Yeah. When I read um, 2000 bucks a week, I was like... <laughs> Mate, if, I if, wish that if, was the oh, case. Mate, I'm I, paying two thousand bucks yeah. a week to advertise. Yeah, you know? I'd, be, I'd be even giving. I mean, Mario does this for free. I'd be giving basically Mario a cut of you know five hundred <laughs> bucks a week to to supplement his income if I was getting two thousand dollars a week. Please, if anyone wants to pay me two thousand dollars a week, by all means, email me. I just think it's ridiculous that people are out Look. there on Facebook. They don't really know. They're trying to tarnish my name. Yeah, and it's actually quite sad in a way because there's you know if, if it does continue like I mean I've already spoken to my lawyer about certain things I've I've had to get to a point where listen this is just getting ridiculous now it's now becoming just slanderous 
And, um, you know, I'm just waiting on my lawyer to get back to me as to what action I'm going to take against that particular person. It's only really one person. And, well, we've uh, got plenty of evidence, eh, Jason? Oh, we've got plenty of evidence, yeah, plenty <laughs> of evidence. I know all the person's details, you know, everything about them. So, but that's okay. I mean, I'm, again, I, I'm, guys, I'm all for free speech. I'm all for criticism of the show. But when people start lying on the internet and people start and, listening and to this sort of often, thing. And, and quite often. And quite yeah, often, yeah. And, continuously, nonstop. And, and grab my podcast logo and put, you know, cash for comments on their podcast for sale. I, I've got a bit of a problem with that. So, but anyway, we'll leave it up to the lawyer. We'll see what he finds out and see what he's going to do about the situation. And uh, we'll go from there. But I just want to say again, everyone gets an equal run. Uh, and, you know, anyone that wants to advertise on the show, give us a call. We're happy to have you on as long as you're pro shooting. And if you want to pay me $100,000, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, please. I know, you know? I know. I mean, I've been if, if doing only... this for free. See, people think you should you should always do this for free, Mars. I've been yeah. I did it for almost think four years, I think, probably not even that before we actually started advertising. Yep. Somewhere around there. I can't remember exactly what show I first started advertising for people. But I mean, you know, we have to, you know, have an even you know, an even keel here because, yep. you know, we, we have to make some money. We like upgrading the equipment. I mean, just on the ground next to Mario here, I bought, you know, four microphones for, yep. for Hunfest, um, you know, four ones that we can actually go around with. That cost me $500. I bought two XLR cords. I mean, I shouldn't even have to justify this yeah, sort of stuff. Exactly. You know? like, I mean, look, here's the thing. Jason does a lot of work on the podcast and the amount of work he does in the background is just phenomenal. And some of the equipment and the reason why you're getting this uh, Quality. Cr- crisp, clear quality sound is because you know you've got to have great equipment you've got to have good equipment you've got to have uh really reliable equipment to be able to do this stuff with uh and also quite often you've got to upgrade it so Mm. i mean that's pretty much uh the only fringe benefit from all the advertising jason is we get to uh i guess uh, be up to date with all the latest gear so that we can bring you the best possible quality show i'm sorry we've actually got even 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 give this any sort of airtime but after a while it just starts getting ridiculous people making up lies and i mean you know it's just really pathetic in my opinion that and to be honest jace we we normally wouldn't but because, we wouldn't, yeah. because this has been going on for such a long yeah. time now, like it's, we thought, we it's, thought it's, important, point now. it's important to clear the air. Yeah. It's important to lay down the facts yeah. so that people who are listening to this show, yeah. who may be hearing these sort of rumors, you know the facts. There is absolutely no cash Ooh. for comment. There is absolutely none of that stuff going on. The only people who, uh, who give uh, Jason money, and it's usually in the form of a small donation, is purely for advertising. That's Ooh, all it is. That's it. It's purely for advertising, but to put their ads on our show. And that's it. That's the end of the line. So anyway, guys, so for whatever you've been hearing on the internet or on Facebook or wherever it is, uh, please, uh, you know, if you, if you have fa- uh, questions or doubts about certain things, Jason yeah. and I are always approachable on the internet. You can uh, email yeah. Jason as well. On Australian Hunting Podcast, and we yeah. can pretty and we, much... And we'd run ads for you know. any party, too. doesn't matter what party it is, so long as they're, you know, pro-firearm. I mean, well, if the, if the it, ALA yeah. wanted to run ads and say, they're oh, pro-firearm, One Nation, uh, you know, I would accept their donations and their, and their money to advertise for them. I mean, you know, if they... Well, as long, if, if as, long they as want, it's not the Greens. Just. As long as it's not the Greens, exactly, <laughs> mate. All right, guys, we're going to go... I wanted to get in... Before we actually get into the show, now, Muzz might critique me a little bit on this, because Muzz has done a pretty good job on 2UE when he's called in uh, Stuart Bocking. He's been blacklisted from 2GB, and... <laughs> <laughs> until I told him to turn his caller ID off. <laughs> so basically, I called in. This was after the Orlando shooting. Uh, mm. I called in, you know, that the Orlando shooting, I think it was, what, 49 dead? Uh, somewhere around there from... Tragic event. You know, yeah. yeah, tragic event. Someone, they said, using an AR. Turns out not to be an AR. Now, many probably about a month ago, I went to the footy show. Now, that's a NRL here in Sydney, the footy show. Uh, I was in the audience with one of my old roommates that got me a ticket. Now, his brother works for 2GB. 
right? And Ben Fordham turned up behind the scenes, walked down, had a chat to us. This was before I actually caught up. And everyone knows pretty much know Ben Fordham's fairly anti-gun, I would say. Uh, This happens all the time. So I thought, I'm going to call up. I rang her up. I gave her my spiel. And this is pretty much uh, what I had to say. What did you think, Mars? before we get into it? you want to play it first or...? Look, Chase, I think you went really, really well. Um, There's uh, one part where we probably, dis- you know, I don't disagree, yeah, Murray, yeah. at the end, it's, basically. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, well, what we'll do, Jace, play it. I'm, we'll play it. Let's we'll, just talk about that one part first. Wait, what happened was at the end. Actually, let's just yeah, play it. Okay. And play then it. we'll talk about... Uh, All right, he, here's uh, me, uh, Ben Fordham. Uh, this is in the afternoon. This is the Drive program and me talking to Ben Fordham on 2GB. Jason, hi. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Thanks for taking doing my well, call. Jason. I no just wanted to have a chat about the uh, Orlando shooting. Uh, I just want to know why this has turned into, uh, again, a gun debate. I wanted to refer back to France uh, last year. They had 140 die just last year. Uh, they have very, very extreme gun laws. They, had, uh, they were using fully automatic weapons in France, and we didn't hear anything about gun control in regards to France. And the reason we didn't hear that is because France have very, very strict gun control, just like Australia. I mean, the USA, Ben, is not even in the top 100 for gun crime across the world. The FBI figures state that in the last 100 years, gun, gun crime and gun homicide has been dropping for the better part of 100 years. And I mean, Jason, Jason, ben. I think you would have to say that America makes it easy, easier for lunatics to be able to kill innocent people. Ben, right? in, ben in 2014, Brazil, you can't, own a, you can't own a gun, Ben, in Brazil. No private firearms ownership. They had mm. 59,000 deaths in 2014. So Jason, the American ben, model of gun control ben, you'd like imported ben. here, would you? No. Well, the real world examples don't back up your statements, Ben. New Zealand, no, no, no. It was Canada. a question I've just asked you, Jason. Do you want the American gun control the new, what model introduced the... to Australia, yes or no? Okay. Uh, what I want is the New yes Zealand no, model. Jason. I want the New Zealand model, the same as Canada, where they have these weapons. They have pump shotguns, semi-automatic shotguns. New Zealand has AR-15s, Ben. They have no firearms registration, Ben, and they haven't had a massacre since 1997. Those are the facts, Ben. I and, would support choice between Australia's gun laws or America's gun laws, you'd choose I who? would choose the New Zealand, Canada, yeah, Sweden, Switzerland, Germany Thank model. You. The odds would have to be better than... All right, guys, you just heard me on 2GB then. I know which part Mario is probably going to dust me on, which is the last part where he was asking me, what would I have preferred? Now, look, but see, I knew what game he was trying to play there. The yeah. game he was trying to play was, uh, you know, America versus Australia, and I knew what he wanted me to well, say. He, he was trying to put you on the spot. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah gotcha yeah. moment sort of exactly. thing, yeah. And uh, look, to be honest, I think you handled yourself pretty well, but uh, I would have said in the end, I would have tried to st- at least stand up for certain things that are great about America. I would have said, well, Ben, uh, yeah, I would would rather prefer American gun laws, uh, mainly because at least in America you have the right to defend yourself. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, I know that may not mean a lot to some people, but it does mean a lot to others. And, you know, not everyone, you know, can have a you know, p- policeman come to their house within five minutes. It's just not realistic and I think it's very important that we yeah. recognise that. He, he asked me the question twice and he tried, I knew he was, I knew he was trying to get me but the, my point was guys I didn't, I didn't say no, we don't need these types of guns, I didn't make I didn't say, you know, I basically gave him the facts and, and once I started putting out those facts there on my little cheat sheet that I've got, that's when he started to go to the simple, oh what, do you, what would you prefer Australian or American gun laws? Because he pretty much as you heard there, he just listened the whole time pretty much. Yeah. Um, I gave him all the facts, all the figures, the statistics and the thing is guys probably about how many people you reckon listen to that show 200,000 oh, no, probably about 300,000 at the time exactly there's probably that many people listening to the show and people heard what I had to say and that's the huge difference they heard me giving him the facts even though at the end he tried to make me look a bit silly 
I gave him the facts. And hopefully a lot of people heard that and said, well, this guy doesn't sound like he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And I think that end part, I could have done a bit better. But I think I did. All in all, I think it was a pretty good performance, actually. I wish I'd have you know, thought about that, uh, you know, what he would have said towards the end so I could actually address it. But I'm pretty happy with how I did. But you know what, Jason? It's always this one or the other argument with uh, these uh, TV, uh, radio people. Um, it's like, oh, no, you want Australian gun laws or American gun laws? I mean, there's never a middle ground with these guys. You know what I mean? It's always oh, America, America, America. Yeah. And uh, What's the infatuation, though, with America? They're not even the top 100 for gun crime. I gave him all the facts, and he just... Yeah. wanted to go on yeah. to a stupid argument about what would I prefer, Australian or American gun laws. Well, you know, it comes down to the fact that look, the United States has a cultural hegemony over us, really. I mean, a lot of our uh, cultural uh, aspects of our country come from the United States. And then uh, because of that, I guess we, we, um, we look to the United States for a lot of our entertainment, uh, for a lot of the news. I mean, <laughs> and every time someone trips over a gun in the United States, you hear about it in Australia because we, we the Australian sort of media perception is that we sit on our moral high horse, you know, over here. We say, oh, we've so, we got such good gun laws. Look at us. We're so good. We're so authoritarian, you know. Like, and, uh, and, you know, they think that that's a virtue. So um, and that's part of the problem too. So every time I look at America, they say, oh, look at all these bad things that happened in America. Yet they praise America in virtually every other thing. Yeah. It was and interesting. They, and they Did just I can't, say that? They, yeah, well, they just can't connect the dots that it's it's not just one or one or two freedoms. It's all all freedoms. All freedoms are important. And uh, you know, and freedom isn't free, Jason, and it's not safe either. You know, freedom is dangerous. And uh, and there's a lot of people say, you know, you'd rather have, live under dangerous freedom than safe slavery. So. And that's why, you know, uh, that's why America gets a bad rap and they get a bad rap in, uh, um, uh, you it know, Australian media. It just goes to show how fickle people are. I remember when uh, they legalised gay marriage what, and all of a sudden, I think, was, I think the shooting was before, right? And they're like, oh, we don't want to be like America. The hands went up, you know, don't yeah. want to be like America. <laughs> Literally less than about a week and a half later, they legalised gay marriage. Oh, got to be like America. I know. They're forward thinkers, the Americans. You know, they're, I they're, know. People are so, so fickle, aren't they? Oh, look, I know. I know. It's, uh, it's, it's a double standard. It's a, always a double standard applied to those sort of things. We pick and choose which freedoms we like and which ones we don't like. Anyway, Jace, but uh, let's move on. Yep. Uh, all right, we're going to go through some of the iTunes comments, some really interesting ones here. All right, from a guy named Ardeet. I remember that name. I think he did. Yes, he did do a previous review. Updates for the 6th of June, 2016. Uh, in an environment where pussyfooting and pandering is creeping into the mindset of too many shooters, Jason and Mars unashamedly and openly embrace our sport without reservation. I'm proud to declare myself a fellow shooter and gun owner, and I continue to applaud the quality and reality of this podcast. There you go. Well, fantastic. Ardeet. Thanks very much, Ardeet. Thank you. That's a great, that's a great email. Yeah, next one is, uh, I think it's June 9, 2016. Five stars. Obviously, Ardeet was five stars. Yep. Sorry about that. Meltzer, M-L-T-Z-E-R-84. Meltzer, 84. New listener and loving it. Jason and Muzz do a fantastic job. Why are they not representing us LAFOs in Parliament? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, good one. Very interesting. I ask myself the same question sometimes. I think I'd be, man, I'd be, I'm going to pull my leg. I think I'd make a good politician. Well. <laughs> what uh, do you well, think? Do you reckon I'd do all right or not really? Look, I, I reckon you're on par with Ricky Muir, mate. You're pretty oh. good, except you're a lot more pro-gun than he is, I guess. So, um, <laughs> so you know, what, Ricky not? Muir now or Ricky Muir when no, he no, first Rick, started? No, Ricky Muir now. Okay. Well. Yeah, so Ricky Muir has learnt a lot, and I think and we're going to talk himself. about Ricky Muir a bit later yeah. with the Darren Hinch interview. Very good. Yeah. Okay, Baz, 35W, five stars, June 24th, 2016. 
Great job by both you and Mars trying to protect our right to own firearms. Great listen for both experienced and new shooters and hunters. Well done. So Baz35W. Good on you, Baz. Thanks very much for listening. For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store. For a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes and hobbies gun cleaning products. Visit redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au or call Greg on 0415 495 712. Red Fox Outdoor Supplies, the only real choice for Bushnell hunting equipment. Are you looking to buy a new or used firearm? Do you want to sell that safe queen to fund your next purchase? Then go to ozgunsales.com. We have over 200 registered firearms dealers Australia-wide and thousands of shooters using the site daily. There are over 2,500 firearms listed, so you're certain to find exactly what you're looking for. We have over 50 years of firearms industry experience, including 8 years online. So why wouldn't you advertise with us? The one and only genuine original Ozguns. Do you hunt deer and want to learn the correct techniques for a quality wall mount and premium eating venison? SSAA Sydney Branch provides hunter education courses to help you become a better hunter and to utilise harvested game in the most effective way possible. Course content includes gunning, butchering and caping from experienced hands-on instructors using locally harvested deer. There is no gear required and also includes a barbecue lunch. Courses are held every first Sunday of each month with an 8am sign-in for a 9am start. Course running time is approximately 6 hours and the venue is Silverdale Rifle Range. Cost is $50 per person so call Andy Mallon at Silverdale Rifle Range on 02-4653-1440 or visit sssaasydney.net. Alright guys, some of us seen on Facebook and sometimes this is a very, very interesting segment we've got coming up. Now a lot of us sit on the Facebook page, we've been talking about FUDs now. FUD is like Elmer <laughs> FUD and the, the idea of Elmer FUD is basically someone that doesn't understand the premise of the Second Amendment, basically a weekend hunter and shooter, which is what we are too, that don't really support all facets of gun ownership. But more importantly Jason, it's, I mean it's someone that sees firearms as like, you know, owning a gun is like owning a tennis racket or a golf club. There is no um, bigger philosoph- uh, philosophical reason to own firearms to them other than, you know, to um, go hunting. And, and this is what I guess the, the underlying premise of a FUD is, someone who doesn't really understand, uh, I guess, that people in a democracy. And, uh, and this is one for my famous person once said, Jason, the symbol of democracy is that gun that hangs over your fireplace. That's the symbol of democracy. Because unless people are armed, unless people, unless the government can feed the people, well, there's no democracy whatsoever. So, I mean, firearm ownership is much more than hunting. It's um, there's a lot of philosophical reasons behind yeah. it, and and it's the reason why Jason, over the last three to four hundred years, people have slowly won their rights. They've won a democratic. Um, mm. They've won democratic representation. They've overthrown their dictators. Thanks to firearms. And so this is that's why the main I, reason. This is why I really, me and Mars were having this chat on the way home from a hunt about 
just a couple of weeks ago. Remember, guys, the everyone talks about you know reasonable restrictions. You know that the NRA, you know, opposed you know terrorists being able to get their hands on guns. That's complete cockamimi crap. Um, but you know the interesting part. I see this, and I understand why the NRA do it now. Why they're so hard nosed. Why they don't negotiate. Remember. Yep. The only negotiation these anti-gunners want to have is to negotiate your rights away. Yep. That's the only, that's the only discussion they want to have because inevitably it's not giving you any more rights. Their negotiation is how they can remove more rights from you. That's the only discussion they want to have. And that's I, I really, now I really see the bigger picture for what it actually is and why the NRA are so hard nosed because that's where it starts. That's where it started in Australia. Oh, just you yep. know, just a couple of you know. Oh, you guys, you won't negotiate. Oh. As I said, the yeah. only negotiation they want to have is how they are going to take more of your rights away. Well, that's so right. I hope, that's right. I hope, become, I hope that sort of becomes clear because once they start negotiating your rights away, then it never ends. They want more negotiation, which again, which again is taking more of your rights away again and again and again. And eventually, you'll have nothing. That's what they want to do here now in Australia. And getting on to this FUG segment, this is not Apathetic Shooter. Well, actually, it could be considered Apathetic Shooter, couldn't it? <laughs> we might as well. Apathetic Shooter. Um, this is the action plan for the Shooters and Fishers Party. They posted a picture on their page, which myself and Mario agreed with. Um, I have some philosophical yeah, a, disagreements in some aspects but they said our action plan for firearms owners is to scrap registration of category a and b firearms fantastic yep uh, oppose any establishment of a national firearms registry fantastic more shooting facilities and ranges fantastic legalized sound moderators for hunting and target shooting Great. fantastic uh, family and home protection as a genuine reason for a firearms license. Yep. Fantastic. Stop the publication of firearms owners' personal information. Well, obviously, I think most of us would agree with that. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely, Jason. Um, when they put this up on their Facebook page, I think it's great. Um, great action plan. Fant- you know, I really like it. Uh, but and we need to uh, just have a look at it and recognize that there was like something like two and a half thousand likes yep. so on this action plan. The majority so, of people so liked the it. the vast majority of people, literally 99% of the people who looked at it just loved the action plan. But Jason, didn't it bring out the fuds out oh, of the woodwork? Jesus. Now, there, there, was, there was quite, it's, uh, fortunately, it's a small minority, and I, and I know they're still among us, yep. but there's a small minority of people that absolutely hated it. They were yep. just horrified. And, uh, and some of the comments that me and Jason were reading we were just shaking yep. Our heads thinking, wow, uh, I can't believe <laughs> these this people ties think in. like this. There, there was also a post. Before we do that, I wanted to read the first one as well that we saw on one of the Hunting Australia Facebook pages. Yeah. Now, this need argument is complete rubbish. Darren Hinch is now using it from the Justice Party. Absolute rubbish argument. Why do you need this? You don't really need, really, if you break it down, you don't really need anything in this life except for oh, food and shelter. That's right. right? Yeah. Anything else is superfluous. You don't really need it. Now, uh, Pat Evans writes, uh, what do you say here? Anyone know if it's legal to convert an Adler A110 to a 10-shot capacity in New South Wales or any other state for that matter? Cheers. Matt Saunders writes, illegal in New South Wales. James Sean says, do you really need a 10-shot? I do fine with just a 5 here in Vic. I heard you can upgrade to 10 here, but didn't bother. With facts... So with facts and a five does pretty good for me. So I, think, I presume it just means with a five shot does pretty good for him. So again, yeah. uh, who cares? Sorry, sorry, James, who cares what you want? It's not a matter of what you want. It's a matter of fact what I want and what I want to do. I want to find out if it's legal to do a 10 shot. This yeah. whole need argument is a bogus argument. It, it holds no weight. It holds up to no scrutiny whatsoever. So again, get rid of this need. It's not what we need. It doesn't even come into the debate. 
And I've even, I've even said it previously, Jason. I'm, I've got no intention of modifying my Adler. I'm happy with it as it is. I really am. Um, for the type of hunting I do, it's sufficient. And I've got no intention of spending more money on the gun, which really, to be honest, I don't want to be walking around with a big, massive magazine full of rounds because it's quite heavy. <laughs> to be yeah, honest, that's yeah. the main reason. Exactly. I, want my, I want to keep my gun light. And that's the main reason. So, uh, and, but, you know, I would never, ever, ever even think about restricting anyone's ability to want to, to, to be able to upgrade their Adler, yep. to be able to have a 10-round magazine. If you think that's what you want and that's what you like, then fine. Go ahead, do it. That's that, you know that, that's, that's no problem with me. And the idea that this whole need idea is, is completely preposterous. Yep. Okay. First one, Mike Forfa. Bad idea. <laughs> if we got them back and they were used in a max massacre, then the public bash backlash would spell the end of firearms ownership. This is in reference to the shooters and shooters fishers yeah. party. Yep. This yep. is in regards to their, to their uh, write up. Now, if I go to the next one, oh, this is a great one. Chris Hennessy, how can you suggest allowing firearms for home and personal protection being a productive <laughs> thing? Every country where firearms are allowed for protection have far higher rates of homicide than those that do not. There are currently very low incidences of people being threatened by firearms, and the only reason that one would use a firearm to legally defend themselves if it was required to defend themselves against a firearm, being that it must be equal or lesser force. The fact that we do not have the organised crime or black market <laughs> firearms lurking around that requires everyone to be strapped to not be killed. Okay, guys, this had 15 likes. I mean, Chris Hennessy, hang your head in shape. We don't have a black market of firearms in Australia. They're finding tens of thousands of firearms every year in this country, more and more and more. Well, let's have a look at those comments just very closely, Jason. First of all, uh, you know, he doesn't need a gun, so he, he thinks that no one else should be allowed to have one. That's that's one thing. Well, he's, a, he's I think he's a shooter. He's a shooter, well, so, but he doesn't want personal Well, he, he, doesn't want, he, he doesn't want to be able to defend himself with, with his gun. That's, that's fair enough, and that's a personal choice. But not only that, he doesn't want anyone else to have that right either. Yeah, See, exactly. that's, that's, that's the other thing that's too. That's the problem. That's the problem. Very and, authoritarian. And it's very authoritarian type of thinking. And also, what was he saying there, Jace? That, that well, that um, uh, he he thinks that you know this every is, country where firearms yeah. are allowed for protection have a far higher rate of homicide than those that do not. Yada yada yada. And then says well, we don't have basically don't have true. a black market of organised crime yeah. and firearms. He's, he's, organised <laughs> crime, really? That's everywhere. <laughs> he's suggesting we has don't he been have, to Melbourne. He's suggesting that Sydney? we don't have a black market in firearms. I mean, where does this guy live? He lives under a rock. I mean, seriously, um, police pull seven thousand to nine thousand guns just in New South Wales. Seven to 9,000 illegal firearms off the streets every year just in New South Wales, okay? And, and, and he's saying that we don't have an illegal firearms market. I mean, some of these people, seriously, they need to get out more, Jace. Anyway, yep. go ahead. Bob, Bob Hooper. Oh, this is a great one. This probably nicks Harvey's brother, I think, by the sounds of it. Oh. I've been a shooter all my life, 50 years. I think these are the best laws we've ever had. Uh, why would you scrap regist- registration of firearms and the waiting period? Come on, how hard is it? You won't be getting my vote until you lot start using common sense. <laughs> Guess how many likes? Nine likes. Oh, Unbelievable. God. It's funny, isn't it, Jason? I mean, the SFP are pro-gun and they're getting, getting a bollocking. Yeah, for being pro-gun. For being pro-gun. <laughs> Here we go. Kevin Archibald. Family and home protection is bullshit. That only creates problems. I agree with sporting and hunting, but you have to ask yourself, what have I done that I need a gun to defend myself? Protect myself. Two likes. Unbelievable. Here we go. Chuck Bundy, you've lost me here. Scrap registration? What's the brainchild behind that? Chuck and Bundy. And family and home protection as a reason? Fair dinkum moronic. Lost my vote. 
Guess what? 18 likes. Oh, Chuck Bundy. What a name. Oh, here we go. Levi oh. Laughlin. Agreed. This is in regards to Chuck's post. Right. Agreed, Chuck. I appreciate the efforts of SSFP in regulating the fair treatment of LAFOs. I also do not want unregistered firearms to become available. Two, do not think home invasion prevention should become a genuine reason for an application. Three, do not think we should give any evidence to support the claims that SFP LAFOs are watering down gun laws, right? Our laws need to be adjusted to limit the heavy regulation of LAFOs and place heavier penalties on those who intend to use firearms for nefarious activities. So he says he doesn't want to see a watering down. Then he says he, he doesn't want to see, he wants to limit heavy regulation. I mean, I don't understand this sort of stuff. I just don't understand it. You know what it is, Jason? Because we've had these laws for such a long time and people start to, I guess, a bit of Stockholm Syndrome, you start to uh, like the people who are, you know, yep. who are um, enslav- enslaving you, I guess, and uh, people don't realise what's going on in the rest of the world. They've started to swallow the John Howard pill. I know. People yep. don't realise what's going on in the rest of the world, in places, in, in parts of Western and Eastern Europe. Canada, New Zealand. I mean, obviously, United States. There's no res- no registration, um, you know. And, and they make it like United States is is this big wild west where everyone's getting shot up every day. It is just absolutely uh, rubbish. Yep. You know, the United States uh, is, is not what you think it is. I mean, anyone that's been there w- would know. New Zealand, there's no registration. Canada, there's no registration. There's not a big firearm issue there. Um, they're pretty much uh, safe countries, just like ours. And this is the message that we've got to keep telling people. You know, well, we are the odd one out, right? We, we don't have these gun laws, that these gold standard that, that the media keeps pumping up. We don't have that in Australia. Australia is one of the last countries in the world. Yeah. To actually, actually, still register firearms. I know, and 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 that's the that's the truth. That's the facts. And you know, this firearm registry is nothing more than a big bureaucratic waste of your money, and it puts you and your family in in jeopardy. All right, here we go. Mitch Woods. He goes. This is in regards to the whole list we just we just listed. He goes disagree. Scrap PTAs instead. Then he goes disagree. Agree. Agree. Strongly 100%, sorry, 1,000% opposed, dumbest idea ever, which must be the, the home and self-defense. Yeah. It's only worthwhile doing this if legislation changes to allow persons to legally protect persons and their property without prosecution. This change will take us backwards in gun crime and lessens our <laughs> credibility as a political party representing the best interests of the Australian people, if you ask me. And strongly 1,000% agree, you're going way too far, SSFF. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how these people, you know, they, 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 they're just so against uh, the, them having any right to protect themselves in their own yeah. home. Take not, my not, guns. I want to yeah. be defenseless. I want to be defenseless. That's, That's right. the morally superior position. I know. It's just unbelievable. Not only that, they want you to be defenseless too. They, oh, they, want, they want to ban it for it's everyone. perfect scenario. I mean, they instead just, of you having it, I don't understand. You don't want to do it, but stop trying to triumph from me doing it. Okay, this is even funnier. David Bo Russell, WTF. If I agree with this, I'd be voting Liberal Democrats. Self-defense is a reason in brackets. <laughs> Criminals, terrorists, mentally unwell, wife beaters, meth heads shouldn't be allowed free access to guns. Registration is a legitimate control that without, without makes licensing redundant. Remove air guns, paintball, airsoft from registration, but the rest is wrong. Hands will lead to preventable deaths and victims. Three likes. Well, obviously, he hasn't looked at many other countries around the world that have abolished registration, and crimes actually dropped in those areas. Canada, yep. uh, New Zealand, you know, Sweden, Switzerland, Germany, a lot of these countries don't have 
uh, no. uh, uh, yeah, heavy regulation on firearms like we do in Australia. And we saw it in France, 140 dead uh, during the, the, the Paris yep. issue, uh, that people bombed, shot, uh, heavy regulation on firearms. Also, Jason, it's worthwhile, to, it's worthwhile mentioning Anders Breivik, okay, from Norway. I mean, one of the biggest mass murderers in history. Um, you know, Norway, how did they respond? No, no knee-jerk reaction. No. No uh, draconian gun laws. And you know what the crazy thing, and many of you may not even know this, you know what Anders Breivik got for that crime, Jason? 20 years? 20 years. Yeah, but I don't, 20 I don't years. think they can do more than that regards their life sentencing. It's unbelievable. Like, I mean, you know, how can you, can you, be, can you be any more liberal than Norway? And you know what? Ever since then, they haven't had really a big problem. I mean, Anders Breivik is obviously an isolated incident, the one loony. Uh, I guess he was politically motivated, whatever it might be. But, uh, you know, Norway have, have, have had the courage to stand up for people's freedoms and not go knee-jerk and all of a sudden be totalitarian on everyone. For too long, shooters' rights have been ignored by politicians. Liberal Democrat Senator David Lionhelm has been shooting pistols, rifles and shotguns for over four decades. He knows what shooters want. He challenged the Adler shotgun ban and forced the government to retreat. Shooters' rights are a core issue for the Liberal Democrats, and we won't back down. Visit ldp.org.au and vote one, the Liberal Democrats. Do you have dull, blunt or badly sharpened knives that couldn't skin a cat? At Scary Sharp, we use a multi-step grinding system and will hand sharpen your blades to a precise edge. Our process of sharpening knives will have your blade splitting hairs for a surprisingly low cost. Not only do we sharpen knives, but we also sharpen scissors, clippers, garden tools, arrowheads, axes or anything that holds an edge. We are located close to Canberra and we also have a mail-in service. Visit Scary Sharp on Facebook or call Bob on 0410 432 852 and find out how we can meet your sharpening needs. Scary sharp. If it cuts, we can sharpen it. I'm not sure this guy is just a troll. David Gilmore. Sorry, Paul Gilmore. Can't understand why the average person needs a gun. If you want to go shooting or hunting, register your gun. The argument for protection is a fiction. <laughs> Depends. Depends who you ask. I mean, if you've been in a home invasion where you've had to defend your life, you probably wouldn't be saying that. Well, look, Jason, I've seen just literally hundreds of videos on YouTube of yeah. people uh, from CCTV footage who defend themselves. Uh, they def- defend themselves in a store from an armed robber. They're defending themselves at home from someone who wants to break in. And I can tell you right now, those stories never, ever, ever get mentioned on the mainstream yeah. media. And it happens uh, on a day- daily, uh, thousands of times around the world on a daily basis. Yep. Cuda Smith, old Cuda. I love guns and the old smiley movies, but it's 2016. And a bunch of crazies that kill in the name of cloud fairies would love to have access to guns. Catch 22 for me. Marcus Cushion, I agree. I believe it would be ludicrous to remove registration for any firearm in Australia. (laughs) Reducing the fee to nothing and reducing the licence fee would be a good compromise. Remember, guys, we want responsible people owning firearms. I've supported SSFP since I could vote and hunt when I can. Just my opinion. So what he wants to do is he he wants to keep the draconian system, which is what's costing the money. I mean, how much do people think registration is costing us? Who do you think pays for it? Yes, it's a black hole of money completely wasted. We've seen Canada and New Zealand get rid of it. But he wants reduced costs. 
But like in well, he wants to get rid of the cost, and he wants everyone else to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. So this is typical social. Was it typical socialism? Socialism. Yeah. I, I want to get cheaper prices. I want. I want to keep the system that's costing hundreds of millions of dollars every single year. But then, oh, I don't want to pay for it either. Yeah, well, I want a ticket tea free too, Jason, but can you pay for it? Yeah, yeah, oh, I'll just go to the shop right now. Have you got a PTA? I'll buy you one right now. What caliber would you it's like? It's unbelievable, these people. They want all this bu- bureaucracy, See, but they don't, don't want to pay for it. They don't want to pay for it. And we're it. seeing mean, the crazy. effect of the bureaucracy in, in New South Wales and Victoria and a few other states. We're getting away with it very well. In WA, it costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars to acquire a firearm, yep. hundreds of dollars for a license every single year. It's very expensive. Just to add one one extra gun to your gun cup in WA, it costs a fortune. So if you, if that's the way you want to go, fantastic. Well, Support firearms registration. Support all these things that's costing many hundreds of millions of dollars a year. I mean, the registry in New South Wales, I think they've got 90 staff. I mean, how much do you think that's costing people? Just just for that alone, let alone premises, electricity, insurances, you name it, costing money, superannuations, hundreds of millions of dollars every year. Exactly. I mean, and, and to keep it all going, I mean, the government just... Government takes money from you, they take money from us, and uh, you know, it just creates one big bureaucracy for the sake of bureaucracy. Anyway, yep. go ahead, Dave Jason. Kelly. Don't agree with family and home protection is a genuine reason. Seems like a recipe for disaster. Oh, well, maybe for the criminal, maybe for the criminal. What do you think about that one? It's unbelievable to me how people think they know what's best for everyone else. <laughs> Here's you know? a good one. Really- Check out this one Kyle Dorries. I don't think scrapping registration is a good thing. But I do think that we should be allowed to get Category D weapons on a Cat A and B license. So it agrees with one, but not the other. So it agrees with parts of the NFA, but not others. Oh, I just don't But this understand. is the thing too, Jason, and, and this is something very important to consider, guys, right? Every time the government or anti-gunners, they always, when, when they talk about negotiate or we need to uh, you know, look at the document again, we need to look at the laws, what they're actually talking about is further reductions, further draconian laws onto yeah. you. They're not talking about a, a proper negotiation with gun owners. You know, They're not talking about giving you access to more stuff. They're not talking about cutting red tape. It's always going in one direction, and, and this is the problem. Negotiating so, your rights away. They're negotiating your rights away, and this is what people don't get when they say, oh, I, I like this, but I don't like this. And mate, you, when you negotiate, you've got to go for everything. You've got to go yeah. for everything, or you're going to get nothing. And I think there's SFP on really on the right track. Unfortunately, they brought out the fuds out of the woodwork, Jace. Yeah. If we don't, and this one Muzz has spoken about before, we spoke about registration. This one's from Malcolm. Malcolm, how you doing? I guess that's a fake name. If we oppose firearms regulations, how can we discern between a legal firearm and an illegal one? Well, if it becomes illegal, most likely they're going to uh, remove the serial number yeah. anyway. Yeah. So that's defunct right there. But we've actually spoken about this many times on the Straight Shooting Podcast. If you've been a listener, we've spoken about registration. We've actually addressed this question in particular about how do we discern between legal legal firearms, how's someone, a, a LAFO, that sells an illegal gun to a criminal, how would we stop that, That you know, having registration stops that. We've addressed all that, so we're not going to go into it fully, but you can listen to our old shows, and most of you know our opinion on that. Scott, yep. Scott Logan, so any half-wit dickhead can go and get a firearm for home protection. Four likes. It's unbelievable. I mean, that because, you know, that's what we want. We want every half-wit dickhead. Yeah. To get a gun, I mean, when yeah. has when anyone when has anyone said that? When has the SFF or LDP or anyone uh, said that? I mean, obviously we've got licensing, we've got safe storage, we've got background checks, safe training, all that, 
And guess what? If if you don't pass those things, well, you're not going to get a gun anyway. Yep. So, I mean, and, and this is what people just start hyperventilating about these things and think, oh, my God, everyone's going to have a gun. Yeah. Like, and just, the, and this know, attitude that, down. oh, there's a lot of, like Nick Harvey, there's a lot of idiots around that, should, that, that, that shouldn't. There were a lot of idiots back then. Well, oh, but not me though. Just oh, no, not no. the person. No, I'm very safe with firearms. Just oh, no. other people. Yeah, other people. It's I always, love that. It's always it's other people. people. Yeah. You know, it's just—it's <laughs> ridiculous, it's isn't inc- it? So it's, absurd. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. You know, like it's just—just just not me. Just other people can't be trusted with firearms. Oh, All right, no. Bo Frank. I can do with registration, but PTAs need to go. <laughs> well, look, we- I agree with him. I mean, PTAs do need to go, but um, yeah, I agree with uh, that. But but all of it needs to go, yeah. and and that's the that's the thing. That's what people can't uh, join the dots. All of it needs to go. The only regulation that's worth anything to to be able to leave it in there is licensing. Licensing yeah. is, I think, valuable. I think. It, uh, Some people eliminates- disagree that licensing, you know, it's not if it's a fundamental right. Why do you need licensing? But the main part we say is that licensing weeds out the idiots that have got a criminal record. So yeah. Yeah, we're actually good people in the community. We don't have criminal records. We've Correct. been squeaky clean for, you know, Muzz has been squeaky clean for 40 years. I've been squeaky clean for 35 years. And, you know, we should be able to own firearms that we choose. But also, Jason, when you talk about fundamental right, okay, people think that in the United States, I mean, you just go to any candy shop and buy a gun. It just doesn't work yeah, like you've that. You've got to do okay? an FBI background check. That's right. And they go through a kind of a licensing process anyway when they buy a gun. You cannot buy a gun without in the United States vetted. without a background check, which is what licensing is here in Australia, except in the United States, obviously. It's it a one-off. It's a one-off. It, it, it's a one-off and it happens a lot quicker. But still, you do go for a background check every time you buy a firearm. So it's not like this unfettered right to be able to buy anything you want. It's not like what people think. Okay, two, I'm going to read these first two, another two. Jamie Buck, sorry, as a lover of firearms, this goes too far. You just lost my vote. <laughs> oh, God. Jordan <laughs> Cunningham, family and home protection. He's just asking for people to get shot. <laughs> On you, Jordan. What, On criminals? You, the criminals? The criminals, maybe. Now, here's the thing, Jace. I just want to talk about self-defense. David Lenzo, okay, remember Port Arthur. Don't vote for this party. <laughs> I guess that's just a troll comment. <laughs> troll comment. <laughs> uh, and Matt, one more again Matt Payne Good way to make us Look like rednecks Oh It's unbelievable you know? Anyway look Jason I just want to talk about uh, Self defence for a while Okay now There's a lot of people That just hyperventilate On this whole self defence thing They just think Oh my god Everyone's going to be Shooting each other Look it's just not like that I mean the laws were changed uh, In terms of self defence uh, What just over You know I think a decade And a bit ago and uh, and we at least have the right to be able to defend ourselves with equal uh, force against someone who is, you know, uh, I guess invading your home or threatening your life. I mean, has the sky fallen? No. Okay, um, you've got a lot of people that are in the media who have defended themselves against people who are breaking into their homes, threatening their family, their children. Okay, and these people at least are not behind bars. They're not facing criminal charges. That is the beauty of self-defense, your right to be free from prosecution from some criminal who breaks the law and puts your life or, the, or, the, or, your, or your family's life in jeopardy. And that, that's what it is. And you, if people don't want to own a gun for self-defense, great. You don't have to have guns in a home. Okay, that's your decision to make. But for you to say to someone else that, no, you're not allowed to have a gun, well, that's quite authoritarian and very uh, dangerous sort of thinking. It's isn't a it? it's a very very dangerous thinking uh, to to be able to think like that and uh, and assume that you know what's best for others because everyone's situation is different. 
Yep. Uh, Scott Norris, scrapping registration is about the, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you got to uh, laugh at these things. Here we go. Scott Norris again. So what you're telling me is now I can go sell my guns to whoever I want because they are not in a registry inked to my license. Ha, 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 ha. Not sure what you're smoking. Must be good. Right now, the police can come uh, with the registration numbers and say you have five guns. They want to match them up. Just ridiculous. Look, there's this... That's the, that's Here we the common... Hang, not, he okay. follows up again. Well, they are saying they want to scrap gun registration. For F's sake, am I the only C-U-N-T in this country that's switched on? No. No, you're not, Scott. You're not switched on whatsoever, my friend. Quite the opposite, actually. Everyone else is switched on, but unfortunately you're not because you've swallowed the John Howard pill of gun, yeah. gun registration, of that gun laws are good. This is going to stop people. The infatuation, again, I don't know what the infatuation is, but the United States, they're not even the top 100 for gun crime across the world. Time to wake up, people. Time to wake up. People think, Jason, that if you scrap registration, and I want to deal with this issue because this is one particular sticking point, right? That all of a sudden, people who've got legal firearms are going to be selling their firearms to criminals. Well, that's not going to happen. And I'll tell you why it's going to happen. For the same reason why, right now, most law-abiding gun owners are not making ice in their backyard. Why? Because it's illegal. Because if you get caught, guess what? You're going to do jail time. Okay, so that's a very, very good deterrent against doing something like that. And on top of that, okay, when you sell anything to the criminals, what does the criminal owe you? They don't owe you anything. If they get caught and if... They'll the, dob you in mate, like a... Like they'll a, dob you in and if they think they can get a reduced sentence or whatever it is or just a slap on their wrist... You're going to prison too, mate, most likely. You're going to prison, exactly. Especially if you someone dies from the firearm that you've Correct. supplied them. Correct. It's kind of a self-policing system. Hang on. Now, or what is if you get the extra person? That, Mars, you, let's say you've sold a firearm to someone. Next, yep. you know, one off, you needed a few dollars. You needed a one off with it for a few dollars. Next week, I turn up at your house or find you at your work. Mars, get me five more. And exactly. you're like, no. And I say, nah, you'll be getting me five more unless you want the absolute crap beaten out of you. We know where you live. Do you want your kids to be at risk? You better get me five guns by close of business next Friday. Exactly. There's that risk of ex- and, and, extortion And people as well. won't do it anyway. I mean, law-abiding firearms aren't just going to start selling firearms to criminals. It's no, not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't happen at a rate that people think. Is it in, happening in, in New, New Zealand? Zealand? No, in Canada. It's not, it's not what people think. And besides that, Jason, you are not going to stop not one single criminal getting whatever they want because they can get whatever they want now anyway. And to be honest, they're not likely to want to have your bolt-action rifle because they've got access to all types of semi-automatic pistols, machine pistols. I mean, yeah, we, we know. Why the, would the they police, want a bolt-action rifle? The police pull <laughs> these things off the streets at a regular basis, so we know that they're out, they're out there. Our borders are not controlled as much as we like to think they are, and there's a lot of illegal stuff coming in. And also, guys, also Jason, as we know, there's a lot of guys manufacturing them in the backyard workshops. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go on. We're going to two more before we finish off. These ones are good one. Joshua B. As a licensed shooter in Australia, my belief is we should outlaw handguns. <laughs> it's a t- I can't even read this. It's a touchy subject among shooters, but as a shooter that only shoots target and the occasional trip out to the bush, unless you're in law enforcement, you have no excuse. We could curb a little bit of what's been happening lately in Australia if there were less handguns on the street. Long arms are very hard to conceal. What's your thoughts on that one? Oh, 
Look, I, I don't know what to say because, again, these, these people are real think, comments, guys. These are real comments. These people are being paid. <laughs> these people constantly want to negotiate away our rights. Oh, I like this, but I don't like that. Oh, okay. If we just ban handguns, they'll stop coming after us. I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah, like, do you really think they're going yeah, to stop coming after you? They will no. never stop coming after us. And this is what these people don't, don't get. The, the, the anti-gunners and the government are not going to stop coming after your rights. The only way... To fight against that is to push back. And I think the LDP, the Liberal Democrats, and the SFF are doing a great job at pushing back. And this is what we need to do, guys. And it's funny, you know, you know you've got this great election campaign, this action plan by the SFF, and people are outraged. They're <laughs> well, outraged some, that a, a pro-gun party <laughs> is advocating for pro-gun stuff. It's unbelievable. Uh, stranger things I've heard. Okay, this is the last one. I got this one to my inbox uh, several, a couple of weeks, about a week or so ago. G'day. I just, I think his name is Matt. I think his name was, I cut out the name. G'day. I would just like to bring something to the minds of you. I personally believe that we should not complain about our gun laws. <laughs> we, and then he's got we, law-abiding firearms owners, should not be arguing with our gun laws because the government might turn around and ban all guns. Oh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, okay. So, please, sir, can I have some more? So, which, what should we be? We should be like poor little Oliver. Yeah. You know, and just please, sir, can you give me a bolt action? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, just this, a single shot this, bolt action. This slave mentality, unbelievable. I it's, really can't believe people think like this. I knew when I when, when I first started the show. Of course, when you you know you're in firearms and you're not doing this show, myself and Mario are looking at stuff every day. We're sending each other articles. You really start to learn a lot. And I'm actually glad I started doing this show because it really it really opens your eyes to what's happening in the media. Yeah. It opens your eyes to what the NRA is doing. It opens your eyes that these people just want to negotiate your rights away. That's it. No more, no less. That's right. Now, listen, guys. Now, purpose of that segment is not really. Now, a lot of people say, oh, look, we shouldn't be throwing mud at each other. It's not really to throw mud at these people. It really isn't. It's just to show that there are still people out there that, you know, believe the government should be, yep. you know, have all educate this power. Educate them. Educate them. The government needs to have all this power. They need to have all this, you know, yep. oversight over you and, and those sort Only of things. Only the police should have guns and the and, military. And, and thankfully, Jason, these people are in the extreme minority. But yep, they're out there. They're yep. out there. And every now and then, the media grabs one of these people and they put them on in front of a TV, and they said, "Yeah, oh, John Howard, gun laws are great. We should have more restrictions." Yeah, you know, ridiculous. and I'm a gun owner. I've been a gun owner for 20 years, yeah. and I think we should get rid of handguns. I mean, look, this, this, these people—they're out there, and unfortunately, the media grabs them every now and then, and they—they they really, you know, sink us into a hole. So we just wanted to point that out, guys, and just give you a little bit of uh, comedy, I guess, and also just let you know that if you if you got one of these. People who are one of your friends, do the best you can to give them a bit of education. Let them know why it's so important for us to keep fighting for our gun rights. All right, guys, what we're going to do, we're just going to, going to go into a quick one. This is actually, we'll play the first one first. We totally forgot this. I cannot believe I forgot this. <laughs> this is an interview. and I've never heard uh, probably any more pro-gun uh, what would you say, uh, interview than this one. This was 2GB, Alan Jones, David Leinholm from the Liberal Democrats yep. talking about Port Arthur. This was just before the actual uh, Port Arthur anniversary. So this would have been around the end of April. And like I've never heard anything like this, getting an absolute free run from Alan Jones yep. on morning radio. Unbelievable. We're going to play that now because we wanted to actually to let people hear this and, and just – you just be wowed by it as much as we were. And, you know, Alan Jones can really get stuck into people a lot, yep. uh, especially regarding firearms and regarding these issues. 
So we're going to let you hear. This is Alan Jones, 2GB, with David Lionhelm uh, just a couple of months ago. And then, of course, this bloke, Senator David Lionhelm, that no one can spell, from New South Wales. I'm going to stick with David Lionhelm today. I am of the view that it doesn't matter whether people are black, white or brindle in their views. It's refreshing to be challenged by ideas. I believe Senator Lionhelm is worth a permanent place in the Senate. He's always challenging in what he has to say, and I call that refreshing. He stirs you up, and we need some free thinkers. You might recall last year I talked to him about a parliamentary inquiry that he launched in the Senate about the burgeoning nanny state, where he was declaring war on laws and regulations that prevent Australians having fun at their own risk. And he wanted to test the claims of public health experts, for example, about bicycle helmets and alcohol laws and violent video games. People go to Europe and they don't see this kind of top-down government control. David Lionhelm is a staunch defender of what he calls the right to make bad choices. Basically, what he's saying is that government have got to get out of our lives. And he was saying then that we introduce laws at every turn to control the behaviour of people. If a child falls to its death from an apartment window, the state says no apartment can be built unless the windows are barred. Think of the cost. And he said at the time, it's not the government's business, unless you're likely to harm another person. He said harming yourself is your business, not the government's business. Makes you think. He said, so bicycle helmets are not a threat to other people. If you don't wear a helmet, you're not going to bang your bare head into someone else. He said, tobacco's a legal product. What's all this stuff about tobacco laws? Lockout laws. He said, Sydney's naughty suburb of King's Cross. And he said, are the lockout laws working or have you just moved the violence problems somewhere else? And we put business out of business along the way. Swimming pool fences. He says, parents are responsible for their children. Government is taking responsibility away from them. This is true of education. The so-called anti-bullying program in schools, parents don't, aren't aware it's become the sexualisation of children. I've made the point that in New South Wales, it's against the law to ride a bike without both handles on the handlebars. But it's also against the law not to put your right hand out to indicate when you're turning right. How can you do both and keep your hands on the handlebars? You could go on. Well, in the light of the Port Arthur massacre, Senator David Lionhelm has made some interesting points. And he said, Australians may pride themselves on telling it like it is, but when it comes to gun laws, straight shooting all too often takes a back seat in a, to a determined effort to silence debate. He said 20 years ago, a deranged individual murdered 35 people at Port Arthur using firearms. In response, Australia passed some of the most restrictive gun laws in the Western world. These included bans on self-loading rifles and shotguns and pump-action shotguns, plus a taxpayer-funded gun confiscation program costing over a billion dollars. He said all legally owned firearms are now registered, which costs the states tens of millions of dollars a year to manage. He said for that price, any civilised liberal democracy should expect to have a decent debate about the efficacy of its policies. But as he said, debate in this country is increasingly being shut down. If you disagree with someone on climate change or the mining invasion or the nanny state, don't debate with them, just ban the debate. That's why I've got a bit of time for this bloke. He's on the line. David Lionhelm, good morning. Good morning, Alan. Do we get serious debate about gun laws? No, we don't. Um, there hasn't, ever since the Port Arthur massacre, uh, for which there was never an inquest, never an inquiry, so... 
um, it started at that time, just the perception that it's... Just to interrupt you, so your point is we've had two inquiries and one inquest into the Lint Cafe siege in which only two people died. That's right. But we've never, ever had a single inquest or an inquiry into the Port Arthur Massacre. That's quite right, yeah. There was an assumption that because John Howard had acted... Uh, with uh, with the gun laws and convinced the states to introduce these uniform gun laws, that that was the solution. No inquest, no inquiry, no investigation was, was warranted. So have the gun laws saved lives? Have they stopped mass shootings? But the evidence would suggest it made no difference. There has been a decline in firearm homicides since 1996. But all the evidence, all the statistics, and we're talking here about Australian Bureau of Statistics data on, on firearms homicides, is that there was a downward trend in firearm homicides uh, prior to 1996. In other words, they were declining. And that trend continued at exactly the same rate after 1996. So there wasn't a break in the, in the line. It just continued at the same rate as before. And then you talked about New Zealand, where there is widespread availability of the types of firearms banned in Australia, but they sim- have a, and they have a similar history and culture, but no mass shootings. Well, in fact, some, uh, some character at Channel 9 tried to correct me yesterday and said there has been a mass shooting in 1997. Um, uh, so, uh, so they've had one. But uh, Australia actually has had mass shootings. Um, we've had... Uh, now, it gets a bit funny here because uh, the people who want to believe that the gun laws were effective talk about massacres as being four or more people. So we've had one of those um, in 2014 um, in Lockhart in New South Wales. There was also an, uh, one, a, a mass shooting that could have been um, a massacre. Seven people were wounded by, by firearms in 2002. So it could have, we could have had our massacres with firearms, but we've actually had um, at least eight um, mass shootings involving three or more victims. Since Port Arthur. Since Port Arthur. But you make the point about research and ABS data where, quote, not a single study has found any change in the rate of firearm homicides as a result of the changed gun laws. I think you'd find the same, by the way, about smoking and the plain packet advertising, that if you have a look at all of that, there hasn't been a diminution as a result of that draconian legislation. You've said the simple fact is... Pardon? Yeah, yeah, you're quite correct. The plain packaging of uh, cigarettes, there was a diminishing rate of smoking. At that time. The evidence suggests that 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 rate... Uh, has continued. Decline just continued That's exactly right. as before. You said the simple fact is that firearm homicides were decreasing well before the laws were implemented, and the decline simply continued at the same rate after the legislative changes. And then you say the decline in firearm homicides in Australia is not unusual. Quote, at least two other Commonwealth countries, Canada and New Zealand, have had similar or greater declines, even though those countries have far less restrictive gun laws than Australia. That's right. New Zealand and uh, New Zealand never went down the path of uh, banning semi-automatics and registering long arms. They do register um, pistols. Um, Canada had a registration system for long arms, and they abandoned it a few years ago because they found it did no good. And and they've also had a reduction or declining rate of um, firearm homicide. But your wider point is this business about debate. You you say that you you close down debate. You say despite despite the fact that other policies may be more effective at saving lives, dissenting views about the gun laws are ridiculed and shrilly shouted down. But I think you make a very valid point. This is Senator David Lionhelm who says this, quote, Our law-abiding shooters are still treated like pariahs, apart from when they win medals at the Olympics. And then he says this, if Muslims, blacks or Jews 
were treated like gun owners, there'd be outrage. Neither collective guilt nor punishment would be tolerated. Firearm owners, on the other hand, face the impact of collective punishment on a daily basis. Yes, and, and the, the tragedy of it is that there are probably measures that could have been taken instead of these um, collective punishment, if you like, directed at people who are likely to commit violence, who are likely to harm other people, which would have been effective. But because there is this assumption that every firearm owner is a potential murderer and therefore the laws have to apply equally to them all, they all have to be treated with suspicion, we don't... We don't uh, focus in the focus on those people who are uh, most likely to cause violence. It is individuals, individual people, who commit crimes, whether it's with a firearm or anything else. It's not the firearm that causes the crime. So if if we are smarter about it, we go we go uh, go about it in a in a more sensible fashion and say, okay, which individuals are most likely to commit uh, crimes? Let's keep harmful things out of their hands, including firearms. I have no problem with licensing of people um, for, with fire, for firearms. Um, but, you know, who knows what the benefit might have been? We may have had a, a, a reduction in firearm violence that we haven't seen um, because of the Howard gun laws. Well done. Well done. And, of course, you make the final point. The rest of the world can indeed learn a lesson from Australia's gun control experiment, but that, that lesson is really not about gun laws. Keep at it, David Lionhelm. Always good to talk to you. Thank you very much, Alan. Senator David Lionhelm. So there you go, guys. You've heard David Lionholm on with uh, Alan Jones, and uh, what a fantastic representative he is for us, uh, Jason. Uh, I can't we'll... believe just, just the way Alan Jones spoke about him at yep. the start before he had him on, unbelievable. To get that much airtime and talk about things that are important to us like that, it's just unbelievable. Especially surrounding guns, guys. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I just Alan Jones, I mean, especially when other people, yep. like you heard my interview with Ben Fordham, Different people on the on two GB have different views, and yep. I, I just can't do it. Fantastic, but, but, but really. But you know what's important to recognise here, Jason, is the amount of work that David Lionholm has done from the Liberal Democrats, and and mind you, we need to do everything we can to keep this guy in Parliament. So don't forget that, guys, when you vote. Yeah, one um, to six the, above the line. The, choose about your pro-gun parties, etc. That's right. So uh, the amount of work this guy has done, and how much respect he has from from the media, Jason. He is on virtually. He's on so many shows. He's, he's been on Sunrise with Robert Borsak. He's on Sky News virtually every second day. Two GB, two UE. Writes articles for uh, Financial Review for the Daily Telegraph. I mean, uh, countless interviews on Channel Channel Seven, Nine, and Ten in the short two years. Two years that he's been in federal parliament. He's an absolute champion, and uh, I don't know how he gets the energy. But uh, look, I'm grateful that he's there. And uh, hopefully you guys will be doing everything you can to make sure that David Lineholm gets re-elected this election. All right, guys, and talking about the election, I made a video about this on YouTube just a few days ago. Uh, Darren Hinch, the Justice Party, he only wants you to have, he doesn't want you to have repeating shotguns. He doesn't want you to have repeating rifles, lever actions. He wants you to have a single shot. Now, Ricky Muir did an absolutely fantastic job. We're going to play an interview on 3AW with Neil Mitchell. Yep. And who else was there? Darren Hinch was also on there. They're talking about certain things. Then Darren Hinch pretty much just tries to take over, make Ricky Muir look bad. And Ricky done a great job. So let's hear the interview with Ricky Muir, Darren Hinch, and, and, and host Neil Mitchell on 3AW. All right. I'll tell you one thing that Ricky would want, and that is... Uh, well, you tell Ricky what he wants. Well, no, 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 what he wants, because he's, he's done, done a video on it. Uh, he, he wants higher-powered weapons allowed Adlers allowed in Australia. <laughs> now, yeah, uh, what he did with the Adler, this is the, the five-shot, the seven-shot, the ten-shot, whatever it is, what you did there, that video, was either 
insensitive on the 20th anniversary of Port Arthur or it was stupid, and I think it was a combination of both. No, no. So what I did there was actually respond to the um, amount of people who were making noise about gun reform in the lead-up to the uh, 20th anniversary of Port Arthur, and I deliberately made a very conscious effort not to make any correlation between the two because that's what the antis were doing. That's not what I was doing. You have to. I we was debated actually putting it. the facts on the record. And you, we did debate. you and I did debate that, and we, we didn't did. agree, but we had a good debate. Where do you stand on guns, Darren? What's your position? I, I think the... the we cannot soften uh, gun control in Australia. Well, we should, we should tighten, tighten it? Yeah, t- yes, tighten it. Yes, I oh. do. You don't need... Nobody needs a, a weapon. Even the five-shot Adler is wrong. You don't need it. I, 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 I showed a farm. We used to hate guns, but I realised that on my farm, my farm manager needed a gun. He had to have a gun. A single-shot a single shot Ricky, rifle. You're a senator. Yes, th- thank you. Um, Darren, that, that firearm, uh, that, that type of firearm, that action, that uh, everything has been on the market ever since uh, the 1800s. It's no different than any technology. This high power argument is actually a mistruth. You're trying to run a justice party, so it means you want to focus on truth and fact. So you better focus you, you on can, truth hold and on, fact. You can, you, I saw your video. You can, fire, you can fire 10 of those, one a second, and they're adapting them now, putting 10, uh, 10 bullet uh, 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 so, so just for the record, it's completely legal to have a 10-shot lever-action firearm well, yeah, in Australia under should. Category A. You, you should not. I mean, but what you're saying, that, you're essentially saying that there's a pretty good argument to say that we should have a faster rate of uh, fire because no, uh, no, I'm saying you should have a single, people have been no, able to have this. You should be able to have a single shot. You don't need... What, what farmer needs a bloody... A, and if you're a target shooter, you don't need to be able to fire 10 shots in 10 seconds that can but kill stat- people. That's crap. statistics shows that law-abiding people who have gone to the effort of actually getting a licence and going through the process to register a firearm and contain it legally on their property are not the problem. It's illegal firearms, and that's where our focus should be. As lawmakers, we should be focusing on the criminal and the illegal aspects. Okay. 9-6-900-693-13-13-32. There you go, guys. You've just heard Ricky Muir and uh, Darren Hinch. And, uh, Jason, Ricky Muir really sounded very mature, intelligent, And Darren Hitch just sounded like a raving lunatic. I even like when Darren Hitch said, well, Ricky wants an Adler. And Ricky went, ah, ah. He just laughed. It was funny. It was funny. I know. Look, I love Ricky Muir. He's really grown on me. And uh, to be honest, like Andrew Bolt even said on his show, uh, Andrew Bolt's very warming to him. So I certainly hope Ricky gets re-elected. But uh, it just goes to show the guy's been in politics for five seconds and he does better than the human headline, Darren Hinch, who spent God knows how many years on TV and radio. And, uh, he goes, no, no. What yeah. I was doing there, very calm, yeah. very collective, ver- did a very, very good job. And as I said, guys, th- we're coming up. This will be released before the election, this show, specifically for the election. I've already voted and yep. won, and Ricky's in my top three. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I will let you guys know that, that I did vote. I've already voted, and Ricky Muir did get into my top three. I just think, you know, from the interviews that I've done with Ricky, the first one, from the second one, you can really see the difference. You can really see how Ricky's come a long way in firearms ownership. And I think if he was given another two years, he would be a fantastic ally come another, say, two or three years. I think he'd really come into his own advocating for gun owners. And if you listen to my last episode with Ricky and the first one from the first one, huge difference. Talking about self-defense. He agrees with a lot of what we're saying. And you know, I believe he's actually telling me the truth. He's one of the guys actually in Parliament who, who stands by what he says. I might yeah. disagree with him on some social issues, but... I think All Round does a great job. Okay, guys, we're just going to finish off talking a little bit about the SHOT Show and the upcoming election, which is very important. Now, myself and Jason have tried to cram in as much as we could in this show. Uh, We want to make it easy listening for you. And, mate, there is so much that we could have put in. We've got a lot of material for the next show, so so please stay tuned. We've got a lot of great material to tell you you about in the next show. But, Jason, while I was walking around the SHOT Show, I had a great time. I was with Frank and my mate Tony. And uh, we're just walking around, and we, and we, you know what? I always get 
really intrigued by all those little gadgets and toys and you know the the, uh, the knife stands and all those you know uh, places where they saw the kids bow and arrows I'm just a little kid at heart I love all those little gadgets and toys and you know the cap guns and things like that I, I really love those stands and I just spend <laughs> heaps of time on it probably more than what I should um, but what was great he's Jack- like a big baby <laughs> I am a bit, but what was great is that um, I did met. You, did you hang around in Toys R Us a lot when you were a kid? <laughs> I did. <laughs> anyway, but what was good, Jason? I met with Pete Johnson, had a great discussion with him. Carl uh, Houseman uh, met with met with him, and which was great from we the talk, Shooters and Fishers party. From the Shooters, Fishers, and Farmers, Farmers party. party. Yep, uh, talked to him about uh, you know our, our chances at the election, which is which is pretty good. I've got very high hopes for the Shooters, Fishers, and Farmers. Hopefully, they'll get their first. Uh, or possibly even two uh, federal senators um, spoke to Peter Whelan from the Liberal Democrats. Jace uh, yep, had to yep. have a great conversation with him. Um, met a lot of people there. It was really great. It was fantastic. And I even spoke to Jeff Jones uh, from the Double S Double A. And uh, he's Je- the national president. National president, correct. And um, myself and Jeff had a great conversation. One of the thing, one of the things I spoke to Jeff about, uh, Jace, is essentially, as you know, Jason, I read the Australian Shooter magazine religiously. and I always, The language, the language. Yes, I always talk about the president's message, and I spoke to him about some of the language that he uses, like several times, well, not several, but one time he says, oh, we have no right to gun ownership in Australia, and then he says, oh, we have a right to the privilege in another letter, and uh, and then he talks about, oh, our freedoms and our rights in another letter. It's, it's, the language is just not consistent, and I spoke to Jeff about that, and I, and I wanted to let him know that you know it, it, there needs to be a more uh, positive, consistent language used uh, in his president's message, and and I reckon that would go a long way. And he took that on board, Jason. He was very receptive of what I had to say, um, and I certainly hope um, he seriously considers that. And I think it'll go a long way uh, to improving how people think about firearms in Australia. And anyway, Jason, look, the the show was fantastic. I really loved it. And I hope you guys, uh, anyone who attended the show, if you want to send us an email or a voicemail, let us know about your experience at the SHOT Show. What did you like about it? What didn't you like? Um, and, you know, it's so important that we're doing this show right now because this is the pre-election show. This is a very important election. You need to get your, your mums, your dads, your brothers, your sisters voting pro-gun, as yeah. many people as you possibly can, and help out your pro-gun parties, whether it be the S, uh, SFF or the LDP or, or you know, one nation, or one nation, even enthusiast party, yeah. And also, while you're at the, while you're at handing out flyers or whatever, or meeting with politicians, no doubt, Jason, a lot of politicians will be out, uh, you know, um, beating the pavement, handing out cards and all that. If you, if you, if you have got the opportunity to to speak with a politician for a couple of minutes, I mean, just re- just this morning, Jason, I unfortunately I didn't have time to speak to him because I was on my way to work and I really was uh, running a little bit late. But I saw Ed Husick. From the Labor Party at yep, Doonside. Yep, yep. So, I, you know, Ed was there and I really wanted to speak to him, but I was running late and by the time the rush hour was gone, he was already on his way. So, unfortunately, hopefully I'll get to meet him later on, but I really wanted to speak to him and say, listen, I'm really concerned that the Labor Party and Liberal Party are pretty much singing from the same song sheet when it comes to uh, gun laws. And I, I would like to think there is a point of difference. I would like to think that the Liberal or Labor Party would at least... Uh, have some some point of difference to try and attract the shooter vote, and and that's what we we can hopefully uh, get them to compete with each other for the one million gun owners of this country for uh, for their vote, and uh, uh, you know that's my hope. And if you can get some sort of conversation going with your local representative, whether it be Labor or Liberal, um, get some conversation going in terms of that, that would be great. 
Uh, so, yeah, and if you do, please let us know. Let us know how you went. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, yeah. This is, before we finish off, this is the pre-election special. Uh, we wanted to make a quick one before the show. Normally, we don't do two straight shootings back-to-back, but I urge everyone that after the election... Right, we're going to go back to our regular programming of Everyday Hunter, doing our straight shooting, doing our regular interviews, because we thought it was important. Now, this time, I think the Turnbull government wanted to do the double disillusion, and we're likely looking at uh, some of our pro-gun senators that are currently in Parliament being re-elected. Some people are saying, from what I've been reading, Ricky Muir probably won't be re-elected, so I'm saying put him on your ballot paper, one to six. Top three, top six, I think it's important that he's on there. They're saying there's a good chance of uh, Bob Day being re-elected. Uh, David Lionhelm, Liberal Democrats, obviously, is the, one of the front-runners to be re-elected of all yep. the crossbenchers, so that's fantastic news. You know, fingers crossed, Sportsbet have actually got that correct. But you need to vote for your pro-gun parties, guys. This is the most important election we've had in quite some time. Uh, and the thing is, what's interesting is I did look at, Mars, the Liberal Party, Yep. Preferencing a lot of the the uh, cross benching senators in their preferences. That's right. Yes, <laughs> the and the you know family what, the, first. Fam- the, yep. Who was it? Was it Christian Democrats? Christian as well? Democrats. Ricky I mean, Muir. Ricky Muir. LDP. LDP. So and there's, shooters, there's, fishers, and farmers. Yeah, there's three. There's three cross benchers that are in their in their current. Um, what would you call it? Um, preference list. Yep, you know? the preference list. So, so that's good news for us. Yeah. It's good news because the traditional liberal voter who's really not into guns, doesn't care about guns, doesn't care about the outdoors and recreation and things like that, will likely put a lot of those parties or some of those parties on their one to six, one, one to six list, which is great. So hopefully that will result in a lot more votes yep. for our pro-gun members. So go ahead, Jason. And I made a bit of a video on YouTube about this just yesterday. Um, if you looked up the Australian Hunting Podcast, I, I did change the name of my channel. It was Aussie Feral Control, but now it's Australian Hunting Podcast. So I'm not sure if that's changed over the year. Either type in Aussie Feral Control or Australian Hunting Podcast and have a look there. But the main parties we want to go through right now, uh, Motoring Enthusiast Party, one to vote for. Uh, Catters Australia Party, one to vote for. Liberal Democrats. Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party, Family First, the Australian Country Party, so formerly Country Alliance, One Nation, the Australian Liberty Alliance, um, from what I've been hearing, the Rise Up Australia Party's program, which I didn't put in my video, so sorry about that, guys. And also, Daniel, I interviewed Daniel Huppert from the Australian Sovereignty Party. Oh, uh, also, Jason, I think Kim Vuga is running as an independent. Yes, in, she's yeah. supposed to be Love It or Leave It Party. but she, uh, Australia Love It or Leave It Party. An interesting yeah. thing here, she actually wrote to me on Facebook, on the, wow, on the podcast page just a couple of days, saying she's pro-gun, can you get the word out, etc. So have a look uh, for Kim Vuga. I think she's running in Queensland, in an area of Queensland. And also the Australian Sovereignty Party, Daniel Huppert. They're not running in the Senate, so the white ballot paper, they're not going to be running for the Senate. Yep. They are running in local area, in your local area, as independents. So check out the Australian Sovereignty Party website. Uh, find out uh, those people that would have run of, under the ASP banner, what areas they're running in uh, across the country in your local area. So certainly think about that, guys. So there's a lot of parties there. As I said, people say, well, you know, the Nationals as well. Bridget McKenzie's done a good job. I still get a bit annoyed that the uh, Nationals have formed a you know coalition or sorry a, a relationship with the Liberal National Party, yeah. uh, you know the LM, you know, LNP together. I, I don't like that. I'm still well. They're two peas in the pod, eh? Yeah. Uh, what are they really going to do? I mean, yeah, Bridget McKenzie's been pro-gun, but you know, I just I just don't know. I don't know if for me they're going to make the top six. I really appreciate what she's done. I think she's done a great job. Uh, but again, if, if if it goes down to a hard party line, you know, what will she do? Will she defend gun owners? Yeah. Or will she will you know, she cross the floor? Or will she cross the floor, which is, you know, some people say yes, some people say no. 
Well, you know, well, we're, especially when your position could be on the line from pre-selection, oh. you know, the next time around. Now, Jason, something very important I forgot to mention. Don't forget, guys, the fight's not over. After this election, there will be an NFA review, National Firearms Agreement review, and the government have every intention of going ahead with this review based on these bogus claims of the Martin Place siege, the Link Cafe siege. Um, so it's very important, guys, that after the election, you sharpen up your pencils, your pens, um, you make sure you start writing those letters into the politicians, yep. particularly Michael Keenan, Prime Minister, whoever, whoever that might be, that you're in. So that's very important. Your Minister of Police and also your Premier, okay? That's very, very important. Tell them that you don't want any further restrictions to gun laws. In fact, you want the gun laws relaxed in favour of the yeah. law. But your first point of call, I mean, Police Commissioner probably not even going to respond yeah. to you. So you want to actually uh, write to your um, your Member of Parliament. Troy Grant here, the Minister of Police, you want to write to your Members of Parliament. Yep. And we, we've discussed this before about... The poli- fight's not over. The fight's not over. Trust me, they're going, to, they're going to try and go after us again. They're going to try and probably reclassify the Adelaide. It's very important, and They're already talking about that they've, they've done this specifically after the election because they've they are going to make changes, guys. That's guaranteed. So we need to stop this from happening. We need to absolutely put our best foot forward, make the changes, write the letters. And like I said, guys, five days' time or four days' time by the time this podcast goes to air, you've got a decision to make right, about who you're going to vote for. Very, very important. Yep. Put all your pro-gunners. I say one to six above the line. Some people say no, vote one to 12. A lot of people don't know how Below to do line. that. Yeah. And then inevitably their vote's wasted because they screw it up and they didn't get it right and it makes them you know, ineligible in regards to that vote. So one to six above the line, pick your best six. We just read out many, many pro-gun parties. Your current senators in parliament, as I said, Ricky Muir, motoring enthusiast party, yep. David Lionhelm, Liberal Democrats, Family First, Bob Day, and Bridget McKenzie, Nationals. They're the ones that are pro-gun. Like I said, some are a lot more pro-gun than others, and some of them are pro-gun to a point that support the status quo. Yep. So again, think about that. Think who your number one's going to be, and I think it's, uh, it's going to make a huge difference if we can make changes come this Saturday, July 2nd, 2016. Alright guys, so I hope this information's been helpful. This is a sort of a, a pretty rushed straight shooting I think it's not our normal programming I said after the election we're going to be you know, getting back to our normal programming I'm going to have a month off I've just I'm all, I'm all burnt out with all these <laughs> podcasts working full time uh, I know Muzz has been very busy as well we want to go hunting ourselves we want to get out there and um, we will be recording during uh, you know during July so hopefully we'll come back bigger and stronger uh, at the end at the end of July early August 2016 so guys hope you enjoy the show make Saturday count at the election make it count make your vote count I can't say it more than enough pro gun parties one two three four five six as usual my name is Jason Selms and I'm Mario Vlatko see you guys next time You're listening to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHB Digital Radio Network. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.